You are now tuned in to episode 46 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman with Matt Deitch. Matt, nice hat. Thanks, man. I thought I looked pretty good in it. You know, I don't like to toot my own horn about it, but... (laughs) And for those of you that didn't get that joke, check out the Facebook page. Uh, Matt was tooting his own horn, thinking that his hat was pretty nice. We got some killer new Midwest Angler podcast hats. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, baseball hats and stocking caps. And stocking caps. You get both of them. I've been... I, I've, been my, get, I've been getting all kinds of messages asking where people can purchase them at, and I, I this kinda, is how many I need. And I kind of dropped the ball, I would say, because I got eight and eight, and uh, I, it, it's probably just wishful thinking, but I, I think I'm going to have to do a reorder. I and, think you're going to have to. And kind of get some of them out into circulation, and I actually uh, looked in on the website to possibly check out uh, how we could set a deal up on there. Uh, to, to put them for sale um yeah i don't know if that's the best way to do it or just to order a bunch and and have them on hand and if anyone wants to get a hold of me and matt if you are interested in a hat uh yeah i don't know message me and matt send, yep, us, we'll send us a you, text we'll try to get you hooked up write something to us on facebook i didn't know you know for a second i thought you know all the comments and nice things i was getting said about it i thought it was me I didn't know if it was the hat or what. I was really starting to look into going into modeling there for a second. No, I knew it wasn't you. I knew <laughs> it. I knew it. I was just about ready to quit my job and move to L.A. and yeah, get an agent. Well, if you move to L.A., we can't do this podcast anymore. No, I ain't going out there. Woo. Fishing out there. There ain't no good fish. I, yeah. No. That's a fact. Yeah. That is a fact. This is the Midwest Angler podcast, not the West Coast podcast. <laughs> Those yuppies out there. <laughs> All righty. Well, yeah, we got a really cool episode for you again today. Oh, awesome one. Uh, Sam Sobe, a.k.a. Sobe on on his uh, YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, if, if you follow any of the YouTube anglers, the Guggen Squad, whatever, I'm sure that at some point in time you've run across to Sobe. He's from up in Minnesota, does a lot of Midwest angling. Uh, yeah, I don't. Matt, Matt uh, wrangled him up, and I don't know if he... Put him in a put him in a sleeper hold or what until he finally said, "Hey, I'll I'll come on." But hey, we got him. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's right. He, he, we got him on the phone, and we're not gonna we're getting an interview away. out of him. All right. Well, let's cut over to him. All right. Hey, Sobe, you there, man? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us today. Uh, yeah, it's nice to have you on the show. Um, yeah, just going to talk to you a little bit about fishing and YouTube and everything like that. Let our listeners get to know you a little bit. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. I think um, podcasts in the outdoor industry are something that's just like lacking totally. And for you guys to just go out there and, and make a podcast that kind of revolves around hunting and fishing in the outdoors and let alone you guys being from the Midwest, this is this is really cool. And um, I'm glad to be a part of it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, thank you. Um, so let's get us started. Uh, why don't you tell our, uh, tell the listeners, uh, how you got started in fishing and, and, uh, where you grew up and everything like that. Totally. Yeah. Well, um, if, if they don't know, my, my name is Sam Sobe and, uh, I'm, I'm 25 years old and I live in New Prague, Minnesota, just kind of like south of cities in Minnesota. I was, I was, uh, born in Colorado, then moved to Minnesota when I was really young and I was, I was fortunate enough to uh, grow up next to a whole bunch of lakes and, and small bodies of water and stuff like that. And I just, I fell in love 
with fishing real quick, like many people do. Uh, and um, my parents weren't super into it. Like, they'd take me and stuff from time to time, and, and they'd kind of drop me off the dock or I'd just bike down. But it was definitely, like, uh, my thing and my buddy's thing. So as far as, like, mentors and different things going fishing, we didn't have a bunch. It was just kind of one of those learn as we went with my buddies. And uh, we just be fell in love with it. I guess from there, we, uh, we started kind of getting more into bass fishing and uh, started fishing some local tournaments growing up. And then uh, I went off went off to college and fish tournaments in college and from there just got super into filming and editing and obviously all around fishing in the outdoors so i just kind of combined the two of them and and now i just i do a bunch of filming and editing and fishing now where did together. where did you go to college and did you fish at uh for a collegiate team yeah yeah i went to college at the university of wisconsin Stevens point and i fished for them for for four years that was a great experience like i got to travel all over like we we went everywhere from kentucky lake to uh hartwell uh kiwi i mean we went we went all over the country a lot in missouri and just competed kind of on the flw collegiate series and then the the bassmaster collegiate series and, and that was that was really cool did you guys ever have any high finishes yeah absolutely i think we took top five think like three or four times and that qualified us for like the FLW college national championship so my partner and I we competed in that I think two years in a row and we didn't do too well in that but it was fun to just like go to the national championship and and that was a really cool experience oh, yeah for sure a Absolutely. bunch of good anglers in college oh yeah now you also did uh team Yukon outdoors uh were you a founding member in that yeah yeah so those are like those are some of my best buddies from Minnesota who kind of started it, and, and I was there from the start, too, where we just, we kind of just started, I don't know, taking more so ice fishing super serious, and we just, we wanted to make videos and a bunch of pictures and, and posts, and we didn't really know what we were doing. We were kind of playing around a lot on Facebook and doing a little bit of YouTube. This is kind of like back when YouTube didn't really, it, it wasn't really a big thing, you know? I'm sure you guys remember those days back when it was more Facebook and, and platforms like that. And we just, yeah, I guess that's kind of where I really started playing around with, with filming and editing fishing hardcore. And then that that took you where? When you started getting into the editing, the fishing, like the YouTube stuff, how did you get your start with all of that, like your big jump into it? For sure. So, that so like, Team Yukon is where I really kind of cut my teeth. I mean, I was, like, we weren't we weren't getting paid anything from sponsors or we weren't really getting paid to do we're just you know doing it for fun and everything and i started to get better and better the more i filmed and edited and that's where like these different people would reach out to me and i kind of started doing freelance work and stuff like that so I, i've got i just started making connections and, and doing a bunch of videography projects for a bunch of different outdoor companies and that's when um that's when like the googans and, and alex Parrot reached out to me uh Went to where I started to go work for them. So that's kind of where I got my start. Is, is probably Team Yukon Outdoors and just kind of dicking around with my buddies, to be honest. Right. Now, I mean, I think it'd be fair to say that Alex Perrick and, and the Guggen Squad as a whole are basically as big as it gets when it uh, comes to fishing YouTubers. Um, what did you do for them? For sure. So um, right away, uh, Alex just hired me straight up to be like his cameraman and editor. And I, I moved right down to Texas basically three or four days after he called me. Kind of just threw my life in the Midwest uh, in a spin, packed up my clothes, 
moved down there and just got after it with him. We just started fishing and filming and creating as much content as we could. And then um, I progressed there and, and got better at filming that. And that's when kind of like the Googling Squad as a whole uh, thought it'd be a good idea if I started doing a bunch of filming and editing for, for like their group channel, which is like the Googling Squad. Yep. And uh, we just we did a whole bunch of projects together, everything from big international trips to just promotional stuff for their baits. It was just a, a lot of different projects going on at once. It was a really, really cool experience. Now, you said Fishing International. Where did you all get the chance to go to? Yeah, we um, we went to New Zealand, uh, Thailand, Indonesia. We went to Mexico a few times. And then, um, I think, and then just a whole bunch of different states in, in the United States. But I think that's just where we went international. I could be missing one or two, but it was, it was a lot of, a lot of really. Now you're not just behind the camera the whole entire time. You're, you're getting to chuck your own baits, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and Alex kind of knew that going into it. He knew like I, I was, uh, I was experienced at filming and editing, but my first love was fishing. So like. During this whole time, like we're all just we're all fishing, trying to get on bikes together, kind of working together. Um, I'm I'm like I was I don't know if you guys have seen the videos, but I was I was fishing a lot of the videos, and we were just we just kind of tag teamed it, you know. Yeah. What What was like your most memorable trip or fish that you caught? Oh my gosh, that's such like that's a tough question. I would say like. Uh, There's got to be one where it's just like you you go to bed at night and every once in a while you dream of that fish or that trip again. Totally, yeah. Um, probably probably New Zealand, just because it, it was it was so green and beautiful there, and and the the trout fishing was just incredible. Um, just honestly, the scenery and like fly fishing in New Zealand was something that that's like, I guess we I never had anything close to that back in Minnesota, so that was just crazy. It was beautiful mountains. Totally green and, and world-class trout fishery. So I'd, I'd go back there in a heartbeat. I bet. Nice. Now, what, what were some of the biggest takeaways from your time with the Guggen Squad? I know uh, on, on your video where you uh, talk about quitting your dream job and going out on your own and whatever, uh, you, you talk about AP's work ethic. But, you know, what else did you take away from that that you feel has benefited you in your own channel? Totally. Um... There's, there's a lot. These guys, they just, they, they were super headstrong on, um, always, always creating content and just always creating and, and not just the Googans themselves, but like, uh, they had a couple other guys that I was working with to film and edit, like uh, a guy like, if you ever heard of him, they've got a couple different guys now, but those guys were super, I guess just super creative dudes that tried to push the envelope as far as like editing and filming went and storytelling and that's where I was like man like I need to just I need to think outside the box and there's there's multiple different ways to tell tell a story about fishing you know what I mean and there's a lot more that goes into fishing than just casting and the hook that there's there's the backstory there's the travel there's the setup and and I don't know I just felt like I grew a bunch as a storyteller being down there creating content on such a consistent basis if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's fun to see that whole process now compared to, like, the old fishing videos and, like, the TV shows where yeah. they're really, you know, got to condense it down and, you know, kind of just show what the sponsors and the fans want to see and everything like that. So it's just kind of the fishing, 
part of it. You're kind of bringing in everything to it, which I think is pretty neat. Totally. And I feel like it, it forms a uh, so much deeper personal relationship between like the person making the video and the viewers. You know what I mean? Like I grew up watching Al Linder and Jason Mitchell and all these guys and I loved it and I still love their shows, but I feel like I don't know anything about them personally. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, oh yeah. Like if you watch somebody on YouTube, you, you kind of like, you know who they are as a person, you know what they like to eat, you know what they like to do besides fishing, you know uh, what kind of music they like to listen to, like, you, you know a lot more about them. As far as, like, TV goes, you just kind of, like, you just get a short synopsis of those dudes' days. You don't really yeah. have to figure out who they are as people. And that's why I think YouTube's, like, a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Now, what what finally made you decide, you know what, I, I need to get out on my own. I need to start the Sobe channel and, and and do it myself. What what finally was the last straw that it was like, hey, I'm going to do this? Um, I, I just felt like I was in a rut creatively uh, and not, I wasn't growing as a fisherman. Like I said before earlier when you asked me questions, like my main love has always been fishing, right? Like I, I, as far as filming and editing goes, I, I love that and I'm obsessed with it, but my true love is fishing. And I just didn't feel like I was growing as an angler. I didn't feel like I was learning. I didn't feel like I was becoming a better bass angler. And, and I've, I've got some dreams of my own that I wanted to chase. And I felt like I was kind of just, I was filming other people's drinks, if that makes sense. So I was like, you know what, I think it's, it's the time I need to step out on my own and uh, kind of make, make my own way. And, and I'm really excited that I did that. It, it's been going pretty good. Yeah, so like, what are some of the goals of your channel? Absolutely. Well, I want to like, is, even though the channel is, is called Sobe, and uh, I'm, I'm like the host of it, there's, I know so many different people and I've come in contact with so many different people that are so interesting. Like as far as fishing goes, like everybody's got a story. Right. And I felt like when I was filming down there with those Googling guys, it was, it was more about just like their story every day when I kind of want my channel to be more about the story of the people I come in contact with. Right. Because there's so many different cool opportunities and, and things that people do that I, think never like sees the light of camera and and that's kind of where i want my channel to go obviously i want it to grow i want it to get bigger and bigger and bigger but uh, i just i want to i want to showcase a bunch of different anglers on my channel kind of as as i go out through travels and stuff like that you saying that make uh reminds me of uh your buddy logan uh you know obviously logan wasn't dealt the greatest hand in life but uh you know just just watching him on your channel uh, you know, the smile and, 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 you know, the catching of the fish and, and him giving you that wood plaque that he made. I mean, that, that was cool stuff, man. Dude. Yeah, that was awesome. Logan's such a cool guy. And that's like, and that's only what's shown on the camera. You know what I mean? Me and Logan have fished a bunch of other times after that where like we haven't filmed it or we just had really bad days. Logan's, Logan's like drove to my house and we went creek hopping and he's like, <laughs> It's cool because he, I met him at like a, a, a fan meetup and we fished the same lakes and then from there on out we just kind of became really good buddies and it's been a, a pretty awesome relationship. Logan and myself, um, yeah, we've got a lot lot more in common than you'd think and it's, it's really cool. And you, an got, awesome dude. you got him a job. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yes. Like, <laughs> so he originally, like, I know you guys, if you guys haven't seen the video, um, my buddy Logan... Uh, who kind of was dealt a bad hand in life, had a really tough time finding a job. And when it came to, like, 
him really wanting a job, he reached out to me and he's like, Sobe, I need your help. Can you please, if you know anybody or if you have any family members that are hiring, I was like, no way, man. Let's do one better. Let's just go on YouTube and find you a job. And like within less than 24 hours, the um, uh, the owner of Gander Outdoors gave him a call personally and hired him. And that was just like, Logan was freaking out. I was freaking out. It was, it was pretty awesome. That's just the power of like social media in right. a positive way coming to, coming to life. Yeah. Now, how hard is it for you to talk to the camera? Do you ever look back at your videos and it's like, man, that's not what I thought I was looking like? Or what did did you take to it pretty easy? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. There's so many different times where, like, I mean, every day is a awesome. Nothing, nothing on YouTube or, or is, like, ever scripted or anything. So you're all just, like, flying by the seat of your pants. So, like, if I, if I could make a, a video full of outtakes or just, Parts where I mess up, uh, man, that could be that could be a fourteen-hour video. (laughs) (laughs) How how much? You know, you've talked about it. We get to see the end product when we're watching your videos on YouTube. How much time goes into shooting like a one of those episodes for the one or any of your other videos? Oh man, like as far as like if I do a series like the one, so much like. So much. Well, you uh, got, I mean, you got all that those, film that you got to go through and find like the clips you want to put in there. I mean, just the amount of content you ha- content you got to go through to get what you want to put in there and then to put it together. Right. Like so much doesn't like hit, hit the end edit. It, there's so many hours of GoPro footage that you're just searching through to like, oh, that happened or this happened. Or if my buddies that I got wearing GoPros too, like, if we're fishing on different lakes, like I don't exactly know how their day went down, so I'm just like searching for a needle in a haystack when I actually go through it because I mean they they, they don't necessarily like live with me, so like I, I can't like they can't talk me through their day, so I just kind of have a, a GoPro and different shots of an hour of footage just sifting through, but it, it's worth it. I, every every edit's different. Some of them take some of them take me a day. Some of them take me three days. Of like all day editing, right? And I'm fast. Like I'm really. Well, yeah, I'm sure you've gotten pretty good at it. I mean, you've put together over a hundred videos, I think. So I mean, yeah, you, you, you know what you're doing. For sure. Now, we we were just talking about the one. Tell the listeners what the one is, because I'm assuming the people that are going to listen to this that haven't already been watching your channel are going to go back, and those are going to be the last couple videos that are up on your channel. Tell us about what the one is. Totally. Um, so throughout throughout the course of the summer, uh, some of my good buddies, myself, were fishing some like local bass, and then when that kind of started to wind down, there's like obviously a bunch of beautiful summer left in fall fishing, and we're like, how do we push ourselves outside our comfort zone as anglers and um, we kind of just came up with this idea like yo let's chase a seven pound largemouth and a seven pound smallmouth and even though that's like a, a crazy almost unreachable goal uh, we just thought Heck, let's go for it so we just kind of put all our eggs in one basket started researching a bunch of lakes and uh, we just set out on this tour not too far away from our homes to uh, fish new bodies of water and really hunt down giant fish this fall and uh, it was a blast I- more about ball fishing and bass, I think, my whole life than I did, you know, just shooting this series. And, and that's what I love, you know what I mean? Not, not only was it a very successful series that I, I loved the videos and how they turned out, but I, I felt like I, I grew as a 
So if you guys haven't seen those videos and you're listening to that, I'd appreciate it if you check them out. Yeah, definitely. They're great videos. Now, you you do a lot of videos uh, with all your buddies, and they also have, have YouTube channels. How how important do you think that is to, to work with each other and, and kind of, you know, you, you constantly post their links down in your description, and, and they do the same for you. How important is it to work together with other YouTube anglers like that? Totally. I, I think that's extremely important, and that kind of goes back to, like, the Dugan Squad and stuff. That's kind of how they really blew up is they were all pretty individually strong, but when they came together and started, like, uh, collaborate with each other, that's when things really took off for them. So I feel like it's, it's a formula that works for them that I don't know if it'll work for my buddies and myself, but if, if it even works half that good, I would be pumped with. So also, like, I just, I don't, like, I never go out of my way to, like, film with somebody for a collaboration. I normally just film with them because they're my good buddies. Or, or right. I just like him as a person, to be honest. So that's that's it's kind of like a give and take. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. We're collaborating, but they're also like my best friend. Yeah, you guys would be fishing <laughs> no matter what if you didn't have the camera or not. Totally. Now another thing with with your whole YouTube channel, uh, you you always use uh, attention grabbing titles. Like I wasn't even sure uh, last night when I logged on and was watching your last video. I saw that it said fell from a tree stand from 30 feet. I was like, dude, we're supposed to have this guy on a show tomorrow. <laughs> like, I mean, is, is he going to be able to, you know, <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? And, and I know, you know, all you guys, you know, it's not just you, but you know, it's like most insane day on the water or, you know, got, got, uh, got into an argument with somebody on shore or whatever, like. I mean, can you tell on the on the videos that you post that have attention grabbing titles? Like, do the views just skyrocket on those? Like, YouTube is such a weird platform. If if you if something does crazy happen, like say you caught your personal best bass and it was a ten pounder, you would think like, man, like caught my TV bass, ten pound bass. Like, you think that one would just do crazy well, and sometimes those do like the worst. And then you'll post something random that you, you just, it was just like you and some buddies fishing at a creek, and sometimes that'll do the best. It's just, it's always such a toss-up. But obviously, like, attention-grabbing titles and, and videos and concepts like that, they, they definitely help and work better. There's just, there's so much content out there nowadays on YouTube, not just fishing, but everything. So everybody's just kind of like, it is, you gotta, you gotta somehow put up a sign that says, you know, you sell the best burger in town um, so that somebody comes and buys one or checks it out, you know what I mean? If, if you just said bass fishing in Minnesota, somebody would click on it, right? Right. So it's, it's tough. So let, let's get into the real, uh, the YouTube deal. Uh, you know, even six months ago, I never even realized that people were actually getting, well, I guess not six months ago, but say a year ago, I didn't realize that people were actually getting paid to produce content for YouTube. Uh, how does that work? Like how, I mean, is it off of views? Is it off of subscriptions? How does that even work? Sure. Um, so you get paid through YouTube through Google AdSense. And that's like when your channel reaches uh, a certain a certain amount of subscribers. I think if you have a thousand subscribers and so much watch time, then YouTube allows you to monetize. And that means 
you can put ads within the videos. Like, you don't get to choose which ads play in your videos or anything like that. Like, it could be a, a shampoo commercial or it could be a beer commercial. Like, I don't choose that, but I do get to choose, like, the times they go in. So I can choose for there to be an ad at the beginning of a video, ad at the middle of the video, ad at the end of the video. And then depending on how many views that gets, that'll depend on, like, how much you get paid. So, yeah, I don't really know what it comes down to. It all, it all determines, too, like, how the viewer interacts with the ad. So maybe, like, if an ad pops up and they watch the full ad, then maybe the creator gets paid three cents. And if the ad comes up and you skip it after five seconds, the creator gets paid, like, two cents. I, those aren't exact numbers, don't quote me, but that's kind of, like, the breakdown of it. Okay. Oh, okay. I was wondering about that. So when it comes down to it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily matter about subscribers. It matters about views as far as money goes. Right. Now, I mean, I, I believe you're somewhere like at thirty five thousand subscribers. Um, yeah. And, and and it's none of our business what you get paid. We're not we're not asking that. But I know that you've also got some companies that have uh, come on board with you and and helped you. Uh, out what what are those companies that are helping your channel uh, go for sure so I, I worked with I've only really worked with a few different companies and that's just because I, I get I get hit up from companies all the time but I really I really pick and choose the companies I want to work with because that was always like what I wanted to be kind of the backbone of my channel I, I wanted to promote stuff that I truly like and I truly use and I believe in and um Obviously, like, that's tough as soon as people start sending you offers, but if you really, I really think if you stick with that method, uh, it, it'll come around and it'll be good. So right now I work with Blackfish Gear, and that's a, a, a apparel company. It's performance gear, it's bibs, it's jackets. They helped me out with the One Series a bunch, and uh, I, I truly, I couldn't have, like, rented the lenses I could have if they wouldn't have helped out. I also work with All Terrain Tackle. Um, besides that, Robin's Rods. I do a little bit of work with. I love those rods. And then I've got a few different sponsors that I'm still kind of working with and, and talking with for this winter that, that could be really huge. I'm not going to say them now, but I'm, I'm really, hopefully, it worked out. You right bet. On. Now, are we going to see you in and a cl clam shack? Since you're in Blackfish uh, uh, open water gear, are we going to see you in a clam shack and uh, ice armor gear, or is that just an open have, water deal? I have I have no idea right now. It's just an open water deal. I'm still working out a bunch of different deals and meetings with um with winter companies right now. But yeah, right now I'm I guess I'm a free agent <laughs> on well, the open market. Speaking speaking <laughs> of ice fishing in winter, uh, like what are what are the plans for the YouTube channel? Uh, the one is that still going to be going as far as ice fishing goes, or is that going to be put, you know, no. to the side for a while, or? No, the one I'm, I'm gonna uh, the one the one's kind of over now. I'm gonna stop that just now that fall fishing is wrapping up. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of hit bow hunting a little bit hard, and then from there I'll transition into winter, where I've got I've got some really big plans and trips planned for this winter that some different series and some different concepts I kind of want to try out, and I'm really excited. I'm not gonna give away. No, I'm not gonna no. give them away, but it's I'm really excited for winter. You guys do a lot of winter fishing where you guys are from? Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, we ice fish. Absolutely. We ice fish Okaboji quite a bit. We like to every once in a while go over there. There, we have yellow bass over here. Um, it's kind of an invasive species the last few years, but we love catching those things. And there's no limit on them. And we like to go over there some days and just see how many we can catch. 
And is, is that on Okaboji or is that on? That's on Okaboji. Yep, Okaboji. Okay. Yeah. Don't yeah. Ha- don't hesitate to come down here and make a video on it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. We'll put- I've, I've fished for yellow bass once before on Clear Lake. Yep. Oh yeah. Clear yep. Lake, oh, yeah. Iowa. Yep. yep. Yeah, and, um, Okaboji can be fun. Not only are they fun to catch, they're crazy. They're like super, super good table fare. So I'd oh, yeah. definitely be down there. Now, do you do a lot of uh, you know, cooking of fish? I mean, I know that you're, I would say you're predominantly a bass fisherman, but you, you obviously get out enough, uh, you know, you you cook fish quite a bit. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Me and my buddies, like, and see, that that's what bothers me, too, is sometimes I get so wrapped up with uh, shooting shooting a series or shooting something that I'm, I'm trying to get and I don't I don't like vlog as much as I'd like to because me and my buddies are always just like oh we're popping out here catching some fish catching a couple walleyes going back cooking them up different ways hanging out enjoying beers like that that's the kind of stuff I'd like to capture more on the channel uh, that I feel like I've been lacking in but I, oh my gosh yeah as far as cooking fish goes um, yeah we do it all the time me and my buddies love, love the harvest how how was that heart? I saw that you uh, uh, was it Brock that shot the doe last night. Yeah, yeah. How was that heart? I saw that you guys pan seared up some heart, and I, I've never eaten deer it heart. So good. You've never had heart. I've never I've eaten never deer heart. Oh man. No, I I feel bad for saying it, but I never have. We're gonna get you eating oh, some. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. It's super good, especially when it's just like it's fresh. You know what right. I mean? It was. It was fresh out of the deer that he came. He cut it right up. Uh, it was like a nice, young, I don't know, two- or three-year-old doe. It was, it was awesome. You don't need to do much with it. We just cooked it in a cast iron pan with some oil and uh, a little bit of butter, a little bit of Lowry's, and it was it's money. You can't mess it up. It looked good. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll say it that. Is. Yeah. Now, outside of YouTube, Zobi, uh, what, are your, what are some of your favorite places to fish, and what are some of your favorite species to go after? Totally. Um, I love. I don't. I didn't get to do it much this year, but I. I also love. I love catfishing. Oh yeah. I love fishing out at the river. I don't. You guys do some catfishing now, by where you guys are? We do a little bit, but not a lot. We don't have catfish like you guys got up there. I mean, we do, but uh, you know, we don't. We don't have any super big rivers right close to us. Uh, not like the Croy and and whatever that you guys have up there. Yeah, I like, I like, I mean, I like, if it swims, I like fishing for it. I love going for panfish, too, in the spring, like crappies and sunnies, and, and, I, and I occasionally mix in some walleye here and there, but um, if, if, if it's not bass fishing, I, I love poking around with a few other different species. You bet. Yeah, uh, we, we're fortunate, we talk about it a lot on, on the show here, that we have a little river that runs through town that we catch all kinds of different fish in there but it's just loaded with smallmouths and all summer long we're just hammering them you know in the spring in the fall it's it's a great little resource to have in our own backyard dude little like river smallmouth like that are crazy too because oh, they're yeah. always fighting currents their whole life so they're just they're all muscle yeah they are like you <laughs> hook crazy you hook into like a 17 or 18 inch or you, you feel like you got like a 22 20 like you have like a six seven pounder on sick is it is it a fairly small river is it a big river you could probably cast around across it that's awesome yeah it's it's fun and every once in a while we'll hook into you know seven eight pound walleyes uh scott a couple years ago caught a flathead that was probably about 20 30 pounds um 
it's 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 a great little place it's fun i mean we have a great time all year yeah there's two sets of dams uh a low head dam and then a smaller little diversion dam a bunch of rapids and yeah it's 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 money so uh, this is like this is something that intrigued me a bunch too and i feel like i got into a little bit more this year but i i love like small river and creek fishing like that and i I have a question for you guys where where are those smallmouth like are they hanging out more by the dam spillways or are they like kind of in eddies just by the rapids or are they like more in deep deep pools that are kind of eddies like where where are you guys catching them the most where we don't have a lot of deep pools in our river there we find them just in little eddies um also like right up in the rapids sometimes you just cast up there i mean we throw a lot of twister tails been throwing a lot of tubes the last few years and i mean ah we just hammer them do you feel like you feel like they're positioning different like between like spring fall or summer or are they kind of like in the same spot in these rivers every time the river the river levels can fluctuate so much i mean and especially these last couple of years uh you know, earlier in the year when the river was a little bit higher, I mean, you'd cast three foot off the bank and they would hammer it. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't really know how to answer that question completely. I, I think right now it seems like them transitioning to fall. It seems like they're not up along the shore like they are during the summer and in the spring, obviously with the spawning and everything. Um, right now it seems like they're, I don't, they're chasing a lot of minnows out in the kind of the, faster water at times i suppose speeding up for the winter time cool very cool all right so before we let you go uh if you just want to plug your youtube channel and uh tell people where they can find you on social media and and whatever else you're active on absolutely yeah my, my youtube channel is just sobi s-o-b-i uh, if you type in sobi or sam sobi it should pop up and then uh my instagram is just sam sobi as well so I appreciate it. Anybody wants to check it out. And um, I really appreciate you guys having me on here. Thank you so much. Uh, there's there's not too many outdoor podcasts out there, at least that I have found or I listen to. So I really appreciate you having me on here. And um, I wish you guys the best of luck, too. Make sure you go subscribe to these guys. Yeah. Thanks and, a lot. And, and the people that are going to Sobe's channel on YouTube, hit that little subscribe button. Hit the bell so that it sends you a notification when it's all uh, all said and done, or once he uh, posts a video. And uh, yeah, that definitely help him out tremendously. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hey, Sobe, let the adventure begin. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> you, and you won't be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, Thanks, man. man. Thank you so much. You guys have a good rest of the day. You, you too. too. See ya. And there he goes, Sam Sobe, a.k.a. Sobe on YouTube. Go check him out. Excellent uh, Midwest angling content. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's nice to see some of the areas that you're familiar with Yeah, yeah. on those videos and stuff. At least you know what you're talking about. Right, right. And, and I mean, like he said, he comes down here to Clear Lake in Iowa. Um, you know, I'm, he knew Okaboji when we were talking to him about that. Right. I'm sure he hits up South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, any any of our listeners up in Minnesota probably can watch his videos and know exactly where he's at. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess land 10,000 lakes. But, yeah, I, whatever. I mean, he, he's fishing the same spots we're fishing. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and putting great content out there. Uh, definitely check out all of his videos that he's done. One of the cool things about it is a lot of times I'll ask my students before they leave the gym for the day, I ask them what they want to be. And this year I've had a lot of kids, like, say, I want to be a YouTuber. 
and it's just like a YouTuber. Now I'm, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's. They're like, you know what that is? I'm like, I'm not that old, but it's like, yeah, I know what a YouTuber is. It's not out of the question. Like, right. That's the crazy thing. And like one viral video, and all of a sudden you, you know, Darren Troseth. I mean, our, our guest from last week. Uh, after he caught that sturgeon, put that video on there, and I don't know that he got you know thirty five subscribe or thirty five thousand subscribers like Sobe has, but I mean you know you get a couple videos like that, and and all of a sudden right. your channel really starts getting well, some traction, and, and it's not it's not crazy, it, no, it's really the, not anymore. The thing is that you know he's put in his time behind the camera, you know, doing the videoing and the editing. Um, he's probably done that for a long time, and he knows the ins and outs of it and everything, so. I mean, if you're younger, you're wanting to figure out how to do that stuff, there you go. You know, start getting into that. Go to school for some of that stuff. Yeah, we should have asked him what he went to school for. Right. I bet marketing. Probably something along that line. He seemed like a guy who understood the business aspects of marketing. I got to ask you, Matt, if you were going to start up your own YouTube channel today, what would the channel be called? Oh, man. I don't know. I just... MD I mean, fishing. We, MD fishing. That's not crazy. We got AP Bassin. We got Sobe. We got Mav. We got fishing more. We got Lunkers. We got. There's a lot Mike of them Ford out guy. there. Oh I yeah, mean, one rod, one reel. That all, all those guys. I mean, but I I really think like you know obviously Sobe like that's his nickname. I'm sure everybody in high school called him Sobe. That's right. You know, and, and it's got and, a great ring to it. Well, and it, it's short and simple. You know, I, I think that's one of the, the things that a person has to do if they're naming a YouTube channel. You can't have it be eight words long. You know, you yep. can't have it be something that no one knows how to spell. You know, Mav, Sobe. They're short, simple, like you don't forget them. You know what I mean? What would yours be? I don't know. You don't know? You know, I I, I was always writing SS on all my stuff. That's my initials, Scott Sturman, right. you know. Apparently, like, that has some sort of Nazi deal. Oh, like, there you go. No, 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 <laughs> no, but, no. That's the reason not to use it. Well, that's what I mean. Right. But like, so I, I've been writing like SS on my gloves at work and, and all this stuff. And, and all of a sudden a coworker of mine's like, well, what's that all about? It's like, well, dude, that's my initials. Oh, like what, what the heck did you think it was? And he's, he's talking about it, it had some Nazi meeting. So I've been always writing SS on everything. And now I, I, I don't know. Can't I can't have that as you, I can't have it anymore. SAS. Scott S-A. Anthony Sturman. There you go. Now sass. Sass. The sassy fisherman. <laughs> that's the one. That's it, right? The there. Sa- I'm going to start calling you that now. You call now. me sassy. The I'll sassy break your nose. Scott, the sassy fisherman. Oh, Sturman. gosh. You're the one that was caressing oh. fish last week. Hey, got to do it, man. You know you have to. I haven't. I have not ever, even what, if what, there what, was a fire. I mean, we. what would Stu's, the noob? That it would, would be, just be Stu the noob. Well, yeah. Stupak. Stupak. Then we got Jeremy K. Yeah, Jeremy K would just be Jeremy K. Like he's he's yeah. not anything flashy. He, Jeremy K is K three five or something like that. Yeah, Jeremy K thirty five. <laughs> no, that I, I don't know. I I, I I don't know. But I I, th- it's, I think it's a growing thing. I mean, it's cool. I it's, love it. It's really neat to be able to have all the fishing videos just at the click of a button. Back in the day, I remember getting the VHS tapes of the In Fisherman TV out and popping them in the VCR and watching them. And and, and you had to wait until Saturday or Sunday morning in order to, to watch fishing. That and 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 me and Kayla actually we, we're not cable subscribers anymore. I bought a Roku TV that's got the YouTube built in on it, and like I spend more time on this couch 
watching YouTube fishermen. I, I love it. Like, and, and like Sobe said, you, you actually get to know the people. Like, you do. I mean. And, and they're posting stuff. A lot of them do it daily, you know, daily, daily or every blogs two or three days, and right. stuff like yeah. that. And you really get to know them. I mean, there's some hunting channels that I watch. It's, I mean, they're, you know, daily posts of, you do, you get to feel like you're in the boat with the people fishing, you know, in the deer blind, whatever. It's, it's really cool. And we've talked about this before on the show, but you know, kids nowadays, like when, at least when I was younger in school and you'd tell the teacher that, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to have a, be on a fishing show or something like that someday. They just kind of look at you like, yeah, that's never happening. And back then it was a far stretch to be able to do that. Now, heck, I mean, there's so many things that you can get involved with it in the fishing industry, and this is just one of them. I mean, right, being right. a YouTuber or just you know even doing the videoing part of it, right, for somebody. You know what? The other thing I think is is really cool about these YouTube fishermen is the honesty. Oh yeah, like the the honesty and the aspect of whether they go out there and smash a hundred fish or whether they go out there and smash two fish. You know, they're going out there, they're fishing. And, and they bring you along on the ride out there. They bring you along on the highs, the lows, you know, missed fish, whatever. You know, a lot of these actual real TV shows, you know, they, just, they give you 30 minutes. And, and there might only really be three hook sets in there. Right. But, but they're either plugging sponsors or, or they're doing all this other stuff. I mean, yeah, you watch these YouTubers and, and it's... They're bringing it, it stuff full, that you can relate to. Yeah, they're bringing it full circle. We we talk about the adventure all the time, and they're bringing you the adventure. I mean, going to the lake, you see a lot of cool things when you're driving along, or if you're stopping at a gas station. You know, it's always fun to. You know, it's like man, it would have been fun to have a video camera while we were doing that. You know, you're in there getting donuts or yeah, what? Well, yeah, you know. exactly. Like what? What are you eating? Like you're a Casey's Donuts guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Mountain Dew Code Red connoisseur. Like <laughs> I mean, you know, just all that type of stuff. You know, that all kind of goes into it, and and normal people just don't see that with the real TV shows. And I'm not knocking the real TV no, shows, I mean, not one bit. I they love they got them. a product they're doing. Yeah, and the, they got there's time and a place for both, but. Yeah, when when we got rid of uh, Sobe there, I said, let the adventure begin. That's something that he says at the end of all of his videos. You know, that's kind of his sign-out deal. I think we need a sign-out deal. Like, what is our sign-out deal going to be? Ooh, I don't know. We'll have to think about that. Maybe we'll have to have, a, like, a contest. Or, yeah, like... Or if it, anybody it, has some good ideas for us. If anybody is still listening to this episode way at the end, and, and you're hearing this, I don't know if you message us, text message us, write right. it in the comments on Facebook, do whatever. But we're we're going to come up with a, a sign off. And it's going to be a fun, witty one, and people are going to love it. And we're going to throw it on shirts. And, that, and that's all Matt's they're ever going to say. It right, right. Yeet, yeet. Right. No, oh, don't. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, you love it. No, I know I, yours. I, yours for your sign off for yours. You know, you could say stay sassy, San Diego. Oh, you dirty <laughs> dog! I'm going to scissor kick you in the back of the head. All right. Well, yeah, before this one gets off the rails again, we're getting out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Another episode of the Midwest Angler Podcast. This was episode 46. See you next week.